In high school, I served as a writer for a school's newspaper. My area of focus was art and music, which basically meant I had free range to write on anything I wanted. I got to pick the albums I reviewed, pieces of art I wrote essays on. During one of our editorial sessions, our editor and teacher, Mr. Viaggio, was frustrated both, uh, both because of our overuse and sometimes our underuse of adjectives. A true English teacher, right? He would always remind us that length for the sake of length was not always a good thing. And simply aiming for a litany or list of just bare-bone facts does not actually make a story. In order to create something, to make a story come alive, we needed to use our words to paint a picture. Every word had a purpose, as if it were a brush stroke on a piece of canvas painting a vivid image. Every word had to matter, and if it didn't, get rid of it. Simply put, the moral of this session, of this meeting, was that adjectives matter. So be smart when using them. In today's gospel passage, Jesus uses an important adjective in his opening sentence. Hear the words once again. I am the true vine, the true vine. Throughout St. John's Gospel, Jesus uses various I am statements to refer to himself. For example, I am the light of the world, I am the gate, I am the resurrection and the life. Just last Sunday, we heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. But we never hear Jesus say, I am the true light of the world. I am the true gate. I am the true resurrection and the life. I am the true good shepherd. However, today we hear him introduce the word, introduce the word true in his personal declaration of self. So what's so different in this I am statement, I am the true vine, from all other statements beforehand and afterwards? Why is Jesus now suddenly claiming that he is the true something, as if he wasn't the true everything else? And why does this matter to the community that's hearing these words, St. John's community? And equally important, what is one little adjective true matter for us here in Richfield 2,000 years later. See, in using the image of a vine, Jesus is not merely using a contemporary agricultural or philosophical image of his day, but he is tapping into a both positive and negative symbol. In the Old Testament, we see the image of a vine used to denote the sinfulness of a people. For example, Jeremiah writes, Yet I planted you 
as a chosen vine from the purest stock, how then did you turn so degenerate and become a wild vine? In contrast, the prophet Ezekiel uses the image of a vine to lift up the people, to lift up the strength and power and faithfulness of a people when he writes, Your mother was like a vine in a vineyard, transplanted by the water, fruitful and full of branches, from abundant water, its strongest stem became a ruler's scepter. So here, when Jesus speaks of a vine, it would be people around him saying, Jesus, why are you using that image? I've heard it say once upon a time that being a vine ain't a good thing. So why are you using this for yourself? Stick to the good shepherd imagery. Stick to the resurrection imagery. But the vine? The very thing that can bear fruit but also wither and die? Do you really want to be that, Jesus? So when Jesus says, I am the true vine, Jesus is making a proclamation of who he is and of who he is in relationship to God the Father. See, after his I am statement, Jesus immediately ties it to his relationship with God the Father, referring to himself as the vine and the Father as the vine grower. The one who cleans and trims the vines, the one who tends the land and prunes every branch for fruit to bear. This metaphor, above all, encapsulates the relationship between God, the Father, and Jesus. This comparison between the vines and the vine keeper is to remind us of how intimate, personal, and daily the relationship between Jesus and God, the Father, was. Last week, for the first time ever, now I'm 27 to give you some context, I went gardening. I had never done this in my life. So I went with my hands, no gloves, with the dirt and dug through. And I had these little like uh, baby radish <laughs> seeds. And I placed them on the ground and you know, patted them down and pulled some weeds around it. And here's the truth. I am never going back to that garden, right? It was my friend's garden. garden. I'm not going to tend to this radish seed I planted. But my poor friend is going to have to every day check, make sure it's moist enough, and put some more water and take care of it and pull some weeds. And she will do this for about four months, probably, right? That's a lot of commitment. I, I barely have enough time to walk my dog and take care of myself let alone something else. So this interaction of, of literally taking care of a fruit, of, of a plant, it demands a lot of a person, right? So what Jesus is trying to show us is that the, the relationship, the intimacy, the everyday interaction between God the Father and himself is like a vine and a vine grower. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday interaction. The very way a vine grower interacts with the vine is the way that Jesus interacts with God the Father. There is a need. There is a purpose and a function. They both need each other. They're both in relationship. And in this metaphor of a vine and a vine grower, the fruit 
that is eventually produced after care and love, the fruit that the vine bears is us, the church, the body of Christ. Jesus says that we have already been cleansed by the word spoken. And that word is the true and living word, Jesus Christ himself. We are to abide in him as he abides in us because we are his fruit. We are his harvest. We are the product of the love of God. Through the word spoken, through his death and resurrection, Jesus not only becomes the true vine, but becomes the living vine that brings forth our faith and salvation. He is, in fact, the true vine from where all life comes from, where all nurture comes from, from where we are given the strength and courage to love and serve him as his disciples. In hearing this, uh, this, this morning, St. John's first letter, we are reminded of the need to love one another, to be in relation with one another, to be disciples of Jesus in this place and in this city and in this world is to mimic the relationship between God the Father and Christ. It is to look at that relationship and ask ourselves, where are we being called to show the love of Christ? Now, I'm sure you do this in this place, right? You, you, will, you pray together here. You will shake each other's hands of the peace. You receive communion from the same rail. It's a lot of interaction. You'll go to coffee hour. You'll hear about the wonderful work of the youth of this parish. You will be in community. But then, you will probably go to work, and like one does, have a very nice full schedule with tasks at hand, and maybe have very little time to be the church because you're busy. That makes sense. But to be like Jesus, to be a fruit of the vine means seeking those opportunities, those times to show the love of God. I often re remember when I was in college, I uh, used to work at Trader Joe's. I don't know if any, any Trader Joe fans out here. And um, my last year at Trader Joe's, I remember telling everyone I was going to seminary. And I kind of became the unofficial chaplain of Trader Joe's, which meant that... Um, not, it didn't mean that I talked about Jesus, which did happen once or twice. It was appropriate in the context of the conversation, right? But it meant just being with people, right? Like, like realize, seeing someone and realizing that they were in pain and sort of stopping what I was doing, even if just for a minute or two, and saying to them, hey, I, see there's some, I know there's something going on, and if you want to talk about this or you need some time to vent, just let me know. It was that reaching out, that simple affirmation of another person's pain or joy. That is what it means to be a disciple turned apostle, right? The ones that are sent out. Because we live in a world now where our faith is so important, and yet sometimes it can be so kept in a little box. The invitation to be disciples is to be the fruit of Jesus, to be that which gives life to people that nourishes others, that gives strength to everyone who seeks it. 
So as you venture from this place, as you live your life, be the fruit of God. Be the fruit of the vine that shows the love of God in all places, in all times. Especially, especially in those moments where we see people are in need of the love of God. The love that passes our human understanding. The love that promises that things will maybe get better. But more importantly, that God is present with us. That God is faithful before even we are faithful to him. So, my friends, be the fruit of the vine. Jesus, who says, I am the true vine, invites us to be part of his vineyard, to be his fruit, to offer love and care for all. And this is the invitation from God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.